Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geeks Through This Podcast. So today we have um, the Elkins Experience from Three Wise Men Media. Uh, we also have Ernest, who's still, who is still going by Mr. Moneybags, uh, as an insult that he makes more money than I do now. What? Um, I mean, you nicknamed me this. I can't... <laughs> I did not select this nickname. <laughs> I just accepted it. So, so if you're the one making all the money, you'll be donating to the Kickstarter, I assume, right? <laughs> I most likely will. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so you guys have a Kickstarter that's that's coming out the 22nd of April, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, so first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, what is Motor City uh, Mo? Like, what is the comic? A little bit what it's about, um, how you got started, for, for, yeah, how you guys started, and what inspired you guys to create it. Sure. So, I mean, I guess start from the beginning. Yeah. So, Motor City Mo. What do you mean by beginning? I say from the very beginning. He wanted <laughs> <laughs> where it started with you and Kyle. Yeah. So, me and uh, Kyle, who's not here, we're brothers, mm-hmm. by the way. If okay. You yeah, Can't yeah, tell. We're brothers. <laughs> we're but brothers. me and Kyle, who's not with us right now. We, uh, we've always done like little projects together. We used to make videos and all sorts of stuff. Cause we, we kind of grew up together. Um, and one day he just came, came over to my house and was like, Hey, one thing we've never tried was let's write a comic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we just sat down one day, roped this guy into it. Uh, <laughs> and, and then just started just coming up with characters. Cause we didn't have any stories at the time. Obviously we were just like, all right. Let's let's just fire rapid fire fire off as many characters as we can, and uh, just see what sticks. And I had an idea for um, wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So big a, wrestling so, fans. So. <laughs> I wanted to do a superhero version, like a super powered version of Mick Foley, oh. uh, <laughs> who, a guy who can just literally take everything you throw at. Maybe he's not the best at, like you know fighting or anything like that mm-hmm. but anything you throw anything you throw at him he's gonna he's he can shrug it off um okay. he, he he's gonna take a licking and keep on ticking um <laughs> that kind of evolved into uh our character mo goldman mm-hmm. um and yeah and we name uh we <laughs> kind of ganked off of our um uh, middle school gym teacher yep <laughs> yeah. legendary dearborn heights uh school teacher <laughs> Motor City Mo. Uh, <laughs> you know, we thought it was a great name. We we love the character of you know the idea of like how do you hurt the toughest guy in the world yeah. if if he can't feel physical? Well, he can feel physical pain, but that's not what's going to stop him. That's not what's going to be his uh, his uh, his Achilles heel. So you know, just kind of exploring that idea, and then you throw in you know sprinkle in a little Quentin Tarantino. You sprinkle in a little uh, uh, you know a little bit of just about everything. Every other form of pop culture you know between marvel movies um other comic books um pro wrestling like we said romeo and juliet throw it all in the mix and then that and then you get some then that's how you get motor city mo a little bit of rocky a little bit of rock a lot of bit a lot of bit rocky <laughs> i could see the rocky references <laughs> yes exactly okay so um let's see so what is one of the biggest things you learned when making or working on the, either the comic book or graphic novel for Motor City Mall? Have wow. a team. Have a team. Have That's a team. The, the biggest thing, because there's a lot of people that we talk to at cons and everything that are going it alone. And, you know, we, I feel so just from uh, um, like on the one hand, you know, like for us, it, it, do, it does cost a lot of money because we, you know, we have a, a whole team that works on it. We have an artist who's awesome that we met through comic conventions. We have colorists, we have uh, somebody who does inks and, and, you know, it, it becomes like a real, a real team um, effort. So it, it, it like, you know, that increases the cost, but for the people who are like just a solo artist who are just, you know, they're writing it, they're drawing it, they're doing every single thing, like try to find one person that you can kind of team up with to just sort of help out, help offset that cost a little bit. And then also too, for us, the, the team, it's like, when one of us is feeling down, somebody else is excited. So it balances it out where it's like, man, I'm real, really struggling. You know, this isn't going the way I wanted it to, or I feel that I'm in this type of a mood. And then there's at least one other person within that bigger group. That's going to be like, Hey, 
you know, get your chin up. You know, we're, we're doing good. Everything's, you know, it's a struggle. It's always a grind, but we're here to grind and we're going to, we're going to get it done and it's going to be good. So, and creatively too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give you the inside info. Part okay. of the original gift from Motor City Mo was he was just going to take a bunch of damage and then explode. <laughs> that, that, was, that was part of the, the the original pitch that I had made, <laughs> and, and, and you know you have two other people who are like, "No, that's probably not the best idea." <laughs> good, yeah. Just, you, you, get a, you get a double filter, and I can't express how helpful that is. Yeah, <laughs> I, for one, can fully understand how a filter works. Here. For me, I am a blunt person, and Miguel yeah. often has to take me to the side. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't say this. Most how time. about you? Work, brush yeah. that up a little bit, and then come back and we'll talk about it. Just make sure you come talk to me first. <laughs> yeah, take a beat, and then you're good to go. so for you guys so who or what was an inspiration for you guys when you guys were working on it or when the idea came up to make the comic like i know you said wrestling but besides wrestling is there anything else that inspired you another another artist uh maybe a a comic book per se so i mean for me i think you know i you know i grew up like in the 90s comic boom period so I'm a little older than Dylan and Kyle, but but but, but barely. <laughs> handsome and, and, and a little bit older. Um, but uh, so I grew up in that comics boom period where you had like Wildcats and you had Savage mm. Dragon and the whole image boom there. But also that's sort of when comics started getting a little bit more gritty. That's when you started to see yeah. a little bit more of like the anti-hero with Spawn. Um, Superman had a mullet. Superman had a dope Superman mullet. Had a mullet. <laughs> you know? But like, I mean, they even killed Superman, you know, when I was growing up. So you sort of take, like, I, I definitely think those sort of grim stories, those grim comic books are definitely an influence, at least what I brought to the table uh, with Motor City Mo. But then, like, again, I think, like, what makes the story successful um if people like it, if they think it's it's a successful story, is that we pull from so many different things. Like there, mm-hmm. if you're a comic book fan, there's co- comic book references. If you're a movie fan, there's going to be movie references. You know, if you like literature, there's yeah. you know literature references. You know, Mo's uh, love interest in the story is sort of a is influenced by um, uh, a Don Quixote. So like, oh, okay. there's a little bit of everything, and I mean literally everything. Like you mentioned, you saw a few. Rocky references in yeah. the very first book, like there's a whole lot of references that go into Motor City Mota to just influence that story. And that's, I think, the benefit of growing up, you know, being of a certain age is like we had all this pop culture. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. we get to actually create pop culture. And, you know, that's kind of what Motor City Mo is. It's a, an amalgamation of all those things. <laughs> So I'll ask one hard one hard question. I just because I I think it's gonna be a hard question because it's kind of I feel like it's kind of like deciding which is your favorite child, but which, which has been your favorite book to work on? Was it one, two or three, or maybe is it four coming up? Ooh, that's a great question. So for me personally, so the way we wrote it is mm-hmm. it was all one, essentially one story. And then, okay. we out, and then we figured out sort of like where the natural split comes up to, to, to create the books. So the way it works out for me, I love book one because of just, I think it's got a, a really, really, really strong opening. Um, and then I think it's got a really, really, really like a, a, a good ending. If that was the only book that ever existed, like I would be <laughs> proud of that book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely glad that we, we've made it this far. But for me, I think it's that first book um and, and just like the art that that Ryan uh, that Ryan did with it, like it, it you know, it, that's just a special book to me. I, I actually agree. Book one. I mean, we were young still. <laughs> well, some of us. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was exciting. We like we been to like a few like some of the bigger like Michigan comic cons, but like mm-hmm. we never really hit like the more local circuit. Um, so everything was just fresh and new and exciting. Not that it's not exciting and great now, but it yeah. was just, it, it was just being young and more bright eyed. It just, <laughs> there, there was just something, something to it. And so I would, I would agree. Book one, we had just like created it yeah. and 
it, it was so exciting and seeing it seeing book one for the first time like exist in yeah like and be able to hold it in my hands it's it was out of this world <laughs> so um if you if you could make motor city mo into a tv show or a movie who would you cast as maurice goldman Ooh, we've talked about this. We have talked about this. Who did oh, we say? Oh, <laughs> interesting. Um, oh, yeah. We're ready, HBO. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is the art, he kind of looks like uh, a mean Adam Sandler. Yes. Like, okay. if you look at what he looks like in the comic book, he does. He looks like a mean Which Adam wasn't. Sandler. Right. But it turned <laughs> like it was great. But it works. It's perfect. Um, but Liv Schreiber yeah. was kind of who we had always envisioned. Mm, okay. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, John Bernthal is a guy that I could totally see a studio make oh, yeah. use. He'd yep. be great yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah, too, yeah. Definitely I mean, would be good at it. Guys that could play Mo, but yeah, we we thought about Liv Schreiber, um, and then yeah, I think if uh, Adam the goon and Sabretooth, yeah, if Adam Sandler could uh, work on his shoulders <laughs> and get his traps a little bit, <laughs> little bit bigger, we definitely hire uh, Sandler. Oh, I'd love to get Sandler. Yeah. That that would be pretty good. <laughs> like, um, so for those who haven't read Motor City Mo, uh, can you describe the comic for them? Yeah. Oh, going to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tag team right there. <laughs> Tag them in. Um, so we're talking about like just as a whole or the new one? Yeah. Give them a synopsis. Synopsis. Um, oh, yeah, oh, just but, synopsis. So again, piggybacking off uh, what we already told you about, like kind of how we wanted to create this guy who was you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't stop him um basically we're telling the story of how do you hurt this guy um at the very beginning of the of the first book we start off with him at the lowest point anyone can be at he's got a gun to his head he's trying to kill himself and then just over the course of the uh stories he 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 runs into a woman he finds a reason to kind of get out of that whole, I guess, dark, dark space. He's a, he's a low class thumb breaker for a local car wash magnate. Definitely not inspired by uh, our, <laughs> our father who owned a bunch of car washes growing up. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just at this low place. We, he's uh, a scumbag. He's hanging out with all these bad people, especially his best friend Rizzo, who is just a terror. Um, if you ever seen, if you ever seen the original Bad News Bears, he's a lot yeah. like uh, Tanner. Tanner. If you, if you, oh. if you know, the character. um, and yeah, so we just kind of uh, introduce all these new things to his life, figure out how to give give him a reason to keep pushing, and then uh, just kind of see where that takes him. If you want to jump in, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got a healing ability, sort of like Deadpool or Wolverine. We don't really. We don't, we don't give it all away. We, yeah. we know internally what that is. And, you know, it's kind of up in the air whether or not we'll, we'll sort of explore that on a deeper level. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, he, he's a guy who, who can at, at least what we have evidenced, um, like Dylan said in that first scene, you know, where he, where he tries to shoot himself, he's got an entire list of things that he's sort of crossing off the list mm -hmm. of yeah. things that, that won't kill him. Calibers so, of gun, calibers of gun, getting lit on fi uh, fire, other things like that. So we take him from a very dark place, and and we sort of take him. You know, we see what his journey is of trying to get out of that dark place and and where it can go. And along the way, there's there's some fun and hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay, not so, all doom and gloom. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, can you guys can you guys tell us what is uh, Three Wise Men Media? Yeah, so Three Wise Men Media is sort of like the production arm, I guess you would say, um, that Motor City Mo, Mo sort of falls under. Uh, mm -hmm. That was uh, uh, you know originally started with me and Kyle uh, and Dylan. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just kind of like doing like little video projects, and then obviously the comic book, but. It's expanded to to be so much more, you know. Like Kyle's wife has helped with so many other things, um, you know, uh, like the artists that we bring in, the people that we work with on the YouTube channel. Um, so it, it's expanded to be, you know, much more than me, Dylan, and Kyle. Yeah, uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it involves pro wrestling. It involves 
skits and bits with yeah. Dylan and characters and challenges and, you know, trying to do a little bit of everything. Talking way more about Space Jam than any sane man should. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the anti-Disney. Like, you know, Disney got their real house and we're, we're trying to be like, you know, the opposite of that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, let's say, let's speaking of that, though, you know how Disney is incorporating everything and they're trying to get all of these things and creating all these different universes. Would you create a universe for Motor City Mall? Yeah, 100%. Um, That was sort of like, that was one of the jumping off points is that, uh, you know, Motor City Mall, in the the story that we're telling, you know, Motor City Mall is the only... Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't want to spoil anything for the future, but <laughs> like up to the point, Motor City Mo is the only superpowered person that we've run into. And I think that's sort of what makes the book um, unique is like the, the, that if you if we lived in a world where people had superpowers, they would still be human beings and they would still yeah. have all these different troubles. You know, like I, I like to say, like motor, like a lot of people say that Mo has the superpower to heal. And you know, heal his physical body, but like that might be a curse yeah. <laughs> if you're in yeah. the wrong line of work, or you know, you have the wrong disposition. That might be a curse. So, uh, you know, long, long answer to it to your question, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a universe sort of that we have in the in the back of our minds. That, We've got uh, ideas that could expand. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's pretty cool. Uh, so have you guys ever seen uh The Boys? It's on uh yeah, Am- yeah. Amazon Prime. So yeah, it kind of so reminds cool. me a little bit about how you know how they have uh regular humans and then they have these people that have superpowers. Obviously, in the boys, there's a whole thing that happens that <laughs> people get superpowers, which is they yeah. get injected yeah. with something. <laughs> Uh, yep. So yeah, that, that kind of reminds you of it a little bit, like of what you were talking about, which is really cool and really fun to see because it's even though I guess that's the normal thing in all comic books, you don't really get to see the downside of having powers. Exactly, yes. it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It's one thing that I appreciate is like this is more realistic. This is closer to me than I can relate to than versus winning every fight, always yeah. happy, always been at the top of. Pe- what happened to the heroes that don't make it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, what, what, ha- and what if that's the only thing you can do? You know, like Mo, you know, he, he's got a background as being a boxer, but he's not particularly, you know, he's not in great shape. He's not a big muscle bound guy, little doughy, you know, little doughy <laughs> around the <laughs> But at the same time, he has this thing that makes him very special. And it's like, how do you use that? Or, you know, how can that, how can that be a benefit? Or like we were saying, how is that a curse? And, you know, and that's why, you know, we don't see him fighting super villains. He's mm-hmm. going and fighting uh, meth dealers in a trailer park, yeah. you know, like yeah. that's the life that he lives. And, and yeah. you like said, like, if it's, if this was Marvel, if this was DC, he'd be fighting, you know, a, a billionaire with a robot army or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So who would you actually want Motor City Mode to fight? Let's say a big comic book character that you're like, you know what? It'd be amazing if he could fight this superhero or this villain. Who would you want him to fight? That's a great question. The Predator. The Predator. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one. I like that. I like that. I think the Predator. Maybe Terminator. Yeah. Those would be good ones. Well, Detroit, maybe RoboCop. Ooh, Ooh. RoboCop, great! I was gonna say the Punisher, but you kind of <laughs> won the answer. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't beat the Predator. That, that was a good. <laughs> so I like. Well, I, I, you can beat him with just muscles and mud. <laughs> and Danny yeah. Glover, Danny Glover, right? Danny Glover did a very good job. <laughs> Adrian Cody. <laughs> Muscles and mud. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a hundred percent right. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. you know, muscles, mud, uh, and Ewok technology. Yeah, a few few little traps. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you guys read it, but they even had a crossover between Archie and uh, the Predator and uh, Alien. So I didn't know if, Archie. Yeah, I used to yeah. have the Dark Horse uh, Batman Predator, and that was oh. one of my favorite growing up too. But I didn't know they did an Archie. Archie, Archie's wild. 
Marty's yeah. got a lot of wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when you're yeah, around like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, uh, I really like the darker uh, comics from Archie. So there's that one. Yeah. Uh, there's another one where it's uh, Archie Afterlife. And that one's pretty cool. It's a little bit more horror based. It's not so big on horror, but it's more of a horror based comic. That one's pretty interesting too. Um, but like I, I did start trying to dive in into a little bit about uh, a little bit into Three Wise Men media. So I see mm-hmm. you guys have, you know, obviously you guys have this have the comic. You guys have a podcast as well, like uh, under. The three wise men media. Uh, you guys have a YouTube channel. Uh, like I really enjoyed the DIY fails. It kind of <laughs> reminded me. It kind of reminded me of Matt TV with uh the Kenny yeah. Rogers skits with Will Sasso. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So like I really enjoyed that. And then you also have the uh, wrestling aspect. So it's the three uh, three wise men media wrestling challenges. Yep. So yeah, that's uh you know that came from me being uh I I've been wrestling since 2008. Yeah. Wow. Um just local, you know. And uh and yeah, and you know just just the pro wrestling's like living comic book characters. So we were like it just makes sense to sort of, you know, if I'm already in that world, like let's dip a toe in and see if we can we can create that universe too. Oh, okay. So sorry about that. Um, do, are you do you still wear your subas? Um, <laughs> usually, usually, if I'm not on camera and I'm not at work, I'm in a pair of subas. I've got three beautiful pairs blue and gold, blue and white, and then a Detroit Lions pair. Um, and I'm usually in one of them. Yep, <laughs> and confirm silk robes and subas. That's my life. <laughs> I've never worn a silk robe in my life. I've I've worn silk boxers, so I feel it's kind of in the similar aspect, but I've always wanted to wear a silk robe. I just never had a chance. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you guys get how do you guys get the creativity to work on all these different aspects uh under the three wise men media? Have you ever heard the saying well, uh your your eyes were bigger than your stomach? Yes. Oh, yeah. Kind of our imaginations are bigger than our, I don't know, capacity capacity to actually do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a very good, uh, yeah. I was going to say just being generally crazy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's true, though, is like we have so many ideas. Like, these are just the ones that we're able to produce, you know? So, uh, it's good to have a team because we're always, we're always, all right, here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. And then, you know, you have calmer minds say, all right, well, let's worry about this thing, this thing first before we, before we decide to, to, to buy an RV and tour the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it's always good to have a person like that for us here. It's uh, my brother, Tank. Um, yep. He's the one that keep, like Tank. keeps us grounded. Um, we're always trying to chew more than we chew more than what we can swallow. And he yep. definitely tells yeah. us you know what what are you guys doing are you guys <laughs> stupid you know so I, we appreciate them you know like tough love sometimes uh yep. but what has been one of your your favorite things to work on not just like of everything everything for me for, i don't know your answer for me it was uh we did we did kind of a, a pseudo sitcom okay uh, Built up towards the uh, the cosmic collision. cosmic collision with him and Doctor Wrecking Ball, and just mm. writing us what was it eight episodes, it's, eight or nine something like that, yeah. Episodes of like a fifteen minute sitcom was just surprisingly the most creatively fulfilling thing I've done involved with the camera. Yeah, I for for me, I mean, there's a uh, ever, just about everything that we do. I'm super duper proud of. But one of my favorite things is the uh, the COVID quarantine oh, stuff yeah. that we did, like because that's <laughs> just out of this world. Because that's an example of somebody not having the edit button. That was us without the filter. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, that was sort of like our brain throw up on that on that stuff. Um, but then I think the last jam was oh, probably jam. one of my favorite things is the, the back years in the making. Yeah. Like the, just the idea of it. And like the, the, it was like the culmination of 
this character we had been doing, not, you know, there had always been rumors of a Space Jam 2 happening, but then to finally have it happen and then to have the Space Jam expert, you know, have that moment you know, I thought was, was yeah. pretty, pretty great. And the, the payoff's great when you finally get the review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you enjoy Space Jam too? Who are you asking? <laughs> <laughs> Both guys have the same answer and it was not good. Because <laughs> that's exactly how I felt about it. I was not, yeah. I was not impressed by it at all. So. No, like say what you will about <laughs> the complicity of nineties kids movies. But this was just, yeah, was not our jam. Wasn't our jam. Yeah, was not our jam. I had a lot of faith in LeBron. He was in Trainwreck. He was hilarious. He was in an episode of Teen Titans Go, and he was great. Um, He, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think the script had to do with it, too. I mean, just the whole basis of the movie, I just didn't even like it at all. Like, everything well michael jordan was just playing michael jordan yes he wasn't yeah he wasn't acting yeah no he wasn't was just doing lebron had to go through a whole character arc and yeah he was mean to his son for yeah. no reason yeah. <laughs> really hated him in front of the like, why would you do that to your son <laughs> he should have called him bill murray maybe that would have <laughs> saved the movie exactly <laughs> Oh man. So um let's see. Well, I got you. Um so you definitely have this Would You Die series on YouTube. Yep. Um definitely after seeing a couple of these, it, it has been interesting points. What would you say was your favorite episode of Would You Die? Ooh, I so Austin Torres, all credit goes to him because he is the he is everything when it comes to Would You Die. Yeah. He's got a Would You Die podcast that if you enjoy the YouTube show, you should definitely mm-hmm. check out the podcast uh, as well. But he, uh, so my favorite episode of that is Jaws because th- the passion that he yes. has for Jaws <laughs> comes through. The jokes, like uh, the, the little mm-hmm. bits of information he gives you. Um, and like we were, usually the process is, is he writes the script. And then, like, we'll have, like, a group meeting and, you know, we kind of go through it and throw in our two cents. But uh, that was, you know, that was mostly him. And that was uh, that was my favorite episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to pick the same one, even though that was the one I was going to pick. I also (laughs) has such an extensive knowledge of the Scream franchise. Yeah. And it was just so because I have only seen up until very recently. The first one and the newest one. So what was it? Two through four? Yeah. Had not seen them. So watching him and listening to him just go, because there's so much that was in his script that didn't make the video because it would have been hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, to his credit. Uh, it was just how much he loved the characters. Well, characters. Yep. Uh, it was just so fascinating and I loved it. Uh, so that would probably be mine if I'm not gonna pick Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what would be your dream project under the Three Wise Men Media? Oh, a movie to me. A movie, okay. Either a movie adaptation of Motor City Mo, like that would be the ultimate dream. Like if I could make a wish, it would be that. But like making a feature, because we did the sick. But we call it the sitcom, whether or not it's, we would consider it eight to 15 minute episodes. Yeah, but it was like, you know, (laughs) 10 to 15 minute episodes of, uh, you know, of this thing that led to a, you know, cinematic wrestling match. And I think that that has sort of like whetted my appetite to like make a 90 minute self-contained story um, of Uh, some type. Yeah. Movie or limited series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Usually I think limited series are, not easier, but they, they tell the story better just because, yeah, yeah. yeah you have more time, you could do character development detail. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm much more of a serious guy now than I ever used to be. Movies, movies don't excite me as much as they used to. Yeah, I mean, TV used to be like everybody loves Raymond, Friends, Seinfeld, where it's yeah. just like episodic, you don't need to have any sort of continuity, just 
jump into an episode, have some fun. And then, and then, and then now it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, I think Breaking Bad. Yeah. There was a few things before that that had continuities, but like it just changed um, what's possible. And that's what's great about you sort of doing the, these types of things, right? Like who would have thought that podcasts would be one of these, you know, great forms of, of entertainment yeah. headed in yeah. here where people were like, ah, radio's dying. And it's like, well, what, you know, and that, then a podcast comes and it's essentially like a radio show, but it's not it can be video, it can be just guys talking, people talking. It could be, you know, so I think, uh, you know, we, we're living in a pretty great time where anything's possible. And I want to host SNL if you're listening, Lauren. that would be that would be fun to watch though i'm not gonna lie just take your zumbas though seventh grade i had to do uh uh my fantasy life and i i had host snl on there (laughs) that is a dream yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be amazing to actually sit down <laughs> and be able to host one of the SNL skits. Yep. You'd be you'd you the dream. You'd, yeah, that's my that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so is there any big projects coming out from you guys besides the comic? Yeah, so we're gonna be just the, uh this Saturday, we're shooting another season of the wrestling challenge. So this okay. will be the fourth one. Um, that it's going to be, I think four episodes, we're getting pretty ambitious with this one. Um, the, the season finale, I think could be a big, uh, hopefully it gets the reaction from people that we want. Um, but, uh, that, that's the next big thing. That's always, you know, so super nerve wracking. Cause the way we shoot it, we shoot it all in one day. We shoot four, four matches, four episodes. And the dog wants to be in the podcast too. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, four episodes in one day and it's a long day and you got to get wrestlers in and out. You know, they got other shows they're doing that night. So a lot of deadlines that you got to hit. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think we're, we're fleshing out that universe. And I think the fourth season sort of expands that even more. And then, I mean, just uh, book four, you know, telling people that book four is coming out, the Kickstarter, like. You know, those are those might not be like, uh, you know, creative projects, but just trying to sell it and trying to get people to know that it exists. That in and of itself is a huge project. So those are the two big ones coming, yeah. coming right up here. Okay. Uh, what is what was one of your funnest moments at conventions when you went to go uh, show your work? And man, there are so many funny. <laughs> oh. My favorite, we're talking about just an experience of selling the book, right? Sure. So, yeah. our book, <laughs> a neon stripper, yes, like first one symbol, yeah. like, uh, so we're at, I don't, I don't remember what it was, a local one, and uh, this nice older gentleman walks up to us, talks to us for like 10 15 minutes, says he's gonna buy like seven or eight books, and oh, okay. we're like, awesome, and then uh exchange money wrap them up he hasn't looked at them yet he just knows they're comic books and uh says our and he says all right we're gonna give these to a bunch of boy scouts oh <laughs> we didn't stop him yeah <laughs> so there's probably a guy or something yeah it was some guy with eight issues of a comic book he thought were gonna be for children that definitely <laughs> Uh, what about the one kid? Was uh, I wasn't there for that. No, though I thought it was you and Kyle. Maybe it was me and Kyle. But a uh, kid said, "This looks like something I'd have to hide underneath my mattress." Yeah, I wasn't there for that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to have to hide stuff under my mattress. We won't talk about that, but <laughs> a whole different type of magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So. Is it easier working with people that, you know, you get along with or for you guys that you're related? Is it? Is it easy? If I didn't, if we weren't related, would you be easier to deal with? That's a great question. Very good. No, we get along very well. Yeah. Like, between me, him, and Kyle, sometimes it feels like there's one brain. Yeah. And usually it's Kyle's wife that has it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so 
I, I don't know. I feel like we need to read each other's minds half yeah. the time. So I don't know if it, I don't think it'd be easier if we couldn't, if we didn't have that ability. Right. Well, because sometimes it'll lead to uh, issues too, because it's like, we, you know, we get into an argument about the comic book or about a project and then I got to look at them the rest of the day. And I, <laughs> you know, the last thing I want to do true. is look at them. You know? <laughs> but, but generally, yeah, I'd say like everybody we work with, thank goodness. Oh yeah. Great. Knock on the bottom, you know, like, I mean, we've known Kyle, you've grown up with Kyle. Yeah. His wife is great. Our artist Ryan is, is, is outstanding. The people that we've brought in to do inks and cut like Austin's great with colors and letters. So everybody we work with, it's just, we've been very, very lucky in that regard. I think is that, you know, we, we've, we've been able to work with talented people who are just good people in general. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like, like that's, that that's amazing because I've met some people and yeah. like we've been to a few conventions ourselves, right? And um, we go, we try and talk to like artists, and all. we'll tell them, you know what? Do you want to do a quick, quick interview, interview, something like that? And ask a few questions. And mm-hmm. not everybody's nice. Let me tell you that. <laughs> you know, like we've gotten a few. Well, you know, show me this, show me that, and we've gotten a few people that just stare. They won't answer. They'll just stare at us, and then like we just That'd walk away. Be we're the like, most right. awkward <laughs> thing. It's like you could just say no. Why are you just like you don't want to say anything? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know that that's interesting. Like like I said, not, we've been lucky. We've been very lucky. We've been lucky. We always have good neighbors. Yeah, we we, but also too, that's kind of the fun is trying to like talk to people yeah (laughs) we we do enjoy that where i don't know if you know a lot of uh comic book people actually you know like uh you know enjoy that during a long day talking to so many people but that's part of the fun is oh yeah (laughs) just just have fun you know (laughs) what was the last the sun bullets and buying town just 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 kind of bsing with 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 people how many people did we rope into the? We, we were looking into buying a town. Yeah, like just the price to buy a whole town. Yeah, a well, you'd be town. very surprised. You'd be very surprised what a town goes for. Yeah, you'd be surprised <laughs> really? to know buy a town for like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And wow. uh, we saw this on the internet, and we were very, and we were roping in as many people into the conversation <laughs> trying to get invested. <laughs> so, oh, so man. yeah, that's that's our experience. So if you ever see us at a con. Definitely stop by, but be aware yeah, you might be roped into a, a conversation or a scheme <laughs> <laughs> to buy a town. I yeah. am down for it all. Um, I am that type of person. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I was actually going to tell you, like, you know what? After this, we can really talk. Of, send me some links. You know, I am down <laughs> <laughs> to buy a town. Well, yeah. that <laughs> in some massacre, they bought a town. Yeah, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh i think i i watched a series that where they did that they bought a town it was, i think it was schmidt's creek or yeah, schmitt's creek, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah schmidt's creek yeah yeah like yeah. i remember that. that's the first thing that popped up i was like oh you know like i remember they did buy it i just didn't know it was actually possible to buy a town it's yeah it's weird <laughs> well, so, like you don't make money off of the business it is. yeah you don't you own the land yeah oh but, the building yeah you you it's own so everything weird. but you also don't own them <laughs> yeah, it's, the weird. <laughs> it's so bizarre well how michigan was one we were looking at how michigan was cheap yeah it was like a million dollars at most no it was under a million you think i think it was i think it was like three quarters oh you're yeah how michigan there were some shockingly <laughs> cheap towns for sale yeah wow. <laughs> So you would own the buildings, but you can't like get rent and from the them land. or nothing like that, and the land. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's such it a weird. weird. We we needed to do more research, but we didn't do more research. Yeah, I should have done more research <laughs> when I brought this up. <laughs> it's so I, I think that's something that I would do. I I would be like, you know what? Let's buy a town. Just so I've heard of people where they they create their own islands. So yeah, you know yeah. they'll go out in the middle of the ocean and just they start dump start a whole bunch yeah. of sand in an ocean and. Now that looks cool, right? Especially if you want to make your own country. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but I, I I really looked into it. I just don't know anything about it. Yep, that, that's how we were with towns. Well, yeah, our plans are usually three steps. First step, idea. Second step, 
Third step profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the underpants gnomes. That's our strategy. <laughs> That's right. Um, I have to, I guess I will bring it back to us so, Um, as you guys are in a lot of different projects and you're doing a lot of different things. <laughs> Um, let's, I want to focus more in, so on the director and media, like media, media things that you do, like, how is it being in front of the camera and behind the camera? Um, do you enjoy doing like the producing side of it more or actually being in front and being able to be seen? So I'm interested. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm in that, like, put me in front of a camera. I want to yuck it up. I want to make nonsense. I want to get reactions. Whatever those reactions are, I want to get it out of you. Uh, But I also have crippling anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, like, like, duality that I have going on. Uh, Like, so I do the the Alistair Dillon, the Space Jam character. Um, They have to, if they like a line, but I have to do it again, they have to tell me what it was word for word because i black out yeah (laughs) i'm a different person like i black out entirely yeah so i don't know what's going on and there's been so many times where kyle has to like goad me or dylan into actually doing doing what we were planning (laughs) because it's like we'll be like oh this is such a great idea it'll be really easy to do and then we get there and then there's, you know, all these different strangers and you're going to be acting like an idiot in front of. And you got uh, <laughs> you need, the, you need yeah. somebody to sort of be like, come on, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I was not having it one day. We want it was the first time I was going to be doing like live interviews with people in person. And again, I'm very anxious yeah. around strangers. <laughs> and uh, I was just not having it, had a bad attitude the whole day. And then Kyle's like, all right, fine, we'll leave. Let's just, we're done. We're leaving. That's it. We're done. And shamed me. And we wound up getting a great video out. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me personally, I like seeing the ideas come to life. So like, obviously I'll be in front of the camera. I'll, you know, pro wrestling too, you know, I'll, I'll go out there and perform. But for me, I prefer to see like the idea take, take shape and take form. Um, and somebody else do it essentially. Right. So, so I, I like to be behind the camera. Um, I'll do a little bit of both. Uh, and I think Kyle would say that he Kyle he's like behind, behind the camera. camera. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be in front of the camera too, but he, he, he prefers to be the, the hand moving things around. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like we, we tried doing some, something similar where um we were trying, originally we were trying to do these podcasts as a YouTube video and yeah. I didn't know how hard it was. I thought it was easy. So it wasn't until we had a whole, like this whole crew come and it was mainly some of our friends and friends of friends. And I, I never wanted to be the person in front of the camera. <laughs> it's just that we always look for other people and those other people would not show up or something wouldn't work. So in the end they were like, you know, everything. So just go in there. And it was just horrible. I remember the first video we did, I was in crutches because I had I, I had torn my ACL, so I was in crutches <laughs> just standing there, and I could it's not I couldn't even walk away or anything. I just had to right. stand there and just stare at the camera. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. I I prefer being behind the camera. I don't like being in front of the camera. I just you're I get very nervous. To. Yeah, well that that's kind of what happened with us. Is like there's the three of us, and then. Well, who's going to be in the videos? Well, ask me. One of us got to do it. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's why I brought Ernest around. So that way he could be in front of the camera. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you what to do. You you go and do it because <laughs> I I just don't. I don't like doing it. I'm like, yeah. sure, bro. Whatever you need. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was dark times. <laughs> there, there always is <laughs> always fun. Um, I guess we need to definitely bring it back to Mo City Comics and talk about more about this Kickstarter so one question that I always ask um, everybody that we interview is what is some knowledge that you would drop on newcomers to coming into creating comics or just coming into the industry at all what is a tip or tidbit that you would give them on how to make it 
on how to make. Well, it's hard to make it. Well, we haven't even made it. Right. <laughs> we're still trying. We'll, we'll get back beyond that when we figure that out. But, in ter- but creativity, just <laughs> tell the story you want to tell yeah. first. And hopefully people like it. Right. Like, we, you know, these were things like Motor City Mo. We definitely thought like, well, you know, will people like this? I hope people like this. But at the end of the day, because we had another character that we thought was a little bit more, definitely more positive and a little bit more mainstream, less tame than Motor City Mo. More tame. More tame. Yeah, more tame than Motor City Mo. (laughs) But we thought that Motor City Mo was the story. If this is the only thing that we ever did, this is what we want to hang our hats on. So we told the story that we wanted to tell. Um, you know, warts and all, you know, hopefully there's good parts and I'm sure there's bad parts. Um, but like my biggest advice is if you love it, don't stop. Yeah. Right. Like it's hard. It's a hard road. 99.9% of us aren't going to make money doing this. It's just going to be for the love of doing it. So if you love it, do it. Don't worry about making, you know, I mean, obviously if you have people you have to take care of in your life, make sure you can do that. But at the same, <laughs> you know, we live in a world now where you can self-publish comic books, mm-hmm. where you can publish your own content on YouTube. You can do whatever you want, doing podcasts, Twitch streaming. There's all these creative outlets that you can do. And if you have to have a nine to five job during the day, do it because do the stuff that you love after. Like for me, I do this. I pro wrestle. I coach high school wrestling. I've been doing that for 12 years or gosh, 15, 16 years. Uh, However many years. More than 12 because you coached me. Right. (laughs) So like, (laughs) you know, I, I did, I had four MMA fights. I was in a punk band in high school, like, and then I still have a nine to five job. So, you know, like if you love it, if you want to do stuff, do it. Don't care what people say um, and take care of your business. If you got business, you got to take care of. So what is the secret for your energy? I mean, I, just, I have a <laughs> I have a job. Like I, I just finished not so long ago, and I there is no way I could go do anything else besides that. So yeah. where do you get this energy? Like, what is the secret? Do you have the sensu beans from Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, it's don't do any of those things long enough. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's the problem, right? Yeah, I mean that's yeah, I don't like uh that's the funny thing is because I would never say that I would, I'm like an energetic guy or like I'm a super, I bet you Kyle would, would definitely tell you that I'm not like, uh, you know, that he wishes I was a little bit more ambitious, but, um, you know, I don't know. It's like you, you make time for it. You know, I don't, well, like, we're very gut reaction people. Yeah, that too. But, but like, it's, uh, you know, you just find time, you know, like, uh, like, okay, I got to work nine to five. I got like a three hour time frame, Then I got to do a podcast. All right, let's do the podcast, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna wake up at this time, I, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's too much thinking for some people. But like, <laughs> you know, but again, I think if you love it, you make time for it. I like that. Okay, yeah, because I, I was wondering because I'm like, you know what? I remember we were doing like, all right, let's start streaming, let's do this, and it turned into, you know what? Let's just do the podcast because yep. we we cannot get together on doing the streaming because for one other reason it's just yeah. no energy, click, no energy, no energy. We are working and doing other stuff. Well, and, and for me personally, I take that as a sign of like, okay, well maybe that is the thing that I move away from. You know what I mean? And it just so happens that I, for the last decade, almost two decades, there's been a lot of things that I love that I keep doing. So <laughs> Oh man. Uh so I do have a question for you guys. Um so for the for this of uh, volume four, is there something different than volume one? For those people that have read, you know, one, two, three, uh is is it is this gonna bring anything different? Like uh is it gonna be more action, more violent, more gritty? More blood. Yeah, more blood without well, I mean, without spoiling is, anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the the book before the last book. Yeah. So the way that we thought of Motor City Mo was because one of the criticisms, and again, this is an opinion. It's not you know, so take it for what it is. But okay. like one of the things that we disliked about comic books, and I guess you kind of like it about comic books, but there's so many different Spider-Man comic books that are out. There's so many different 
Superman stories that you can follow. And sometimes, especially when you get to be my age, you know, you get to be 35, you're old. It's like, man, I really just wish there was one story that I could follow for this character, um, you know, instead of all these different ones. So for Motor City Mo, it's five books and then it ends. And then that's going to be it. I mean, we might, we've been tossing around ideas for, for a, uh, like a sequel series, but like mm-hmm. it's, we're very much treating it almost like a, a like a, 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 a limited series, yeah. you know, yeah. that you would see on HBO or something where book five happens and, and, and then you're done. So book four sets up the finale, yeah. um, you know, without giving too much away, Mo and uh, his love interest, Dora, you know, are kind of making big decisions. Um, and then there's an incident that happens that leads us into the big grand finale. So, and it, and it's a grand finale if I do say oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I don't want to hype up the, the last book too much because oh, we hype it up, hype it up. Book four up there, but I mean, um, you know, the the ending, like it all leads up to that ending. Yeah. So, so book four set, sets that up. Like you're you're only thirty five. You're not that. You're not old. Yeah. Uh, you're young. And I'm saying this because I'm 34 as well. So I'm there with you. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're young. We're we got we got still our whole life ahead of us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, um, I is it like um is it different or or would you recommend, for example, for anybody that actually wants to create a comic book or a graphic novel or anything, for them to go the self published route, like the Kickstarter route? or self-publishing on the internet rather than pitching their ideas to big companies just for the fact that I feel like, yeah, you might have more success with big companies, but they might want to change your concept a little bit. They might, you know, they might want to play around with it. So um, if you guys could do it over, what would you guys do? Like, would you guys still continue to do this? Or like, let's say Image Comics told you guys, you know what, we'll publish it for you guys, but we want you to make these changes. Or we want you guys to... You know, we don't want to end it in five episodes. We want to end it in like twelve. Uh, well, so we actually did. We sent, yeah, I, I guess you would say our demo, yeah, to to everybody we could. I think we only got one email back. Yep, two, I think, and it was to t- and it was telling us we needed to t- to get better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, which we did. Yeah, we got a lot better. Uh, but uh, keep going. I, you were out of thought. It seems like it, it, it just it, it seemed like all the, everything drove us to self-publishing. Yeah. Um, so I would say, like, if you're able to do that, uh, you're not beholden, uh, which which the story we told, it'd be very difficult for us to have to deal with editing. Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, like somebody else. But yeah. I mean, definitely if, if image or somebody was like, hey, we'll, uh, we'll we'll give you some of this. You uh, let's, let's throw a talking dog in there. I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, maybe not for this story. But I'll tell a talking dog story. Um, but uh, for, I mean, for us, we are we are we are pretty stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 like you know, we like to do things the way that we do it. So we've been pretty lucky. Like we self published. Um, the first three, and then this one's actually coming out. The fourth one, and, and the fifth one with uh, Gorilla Publishing. Yeah, they're great, and the, yeah. So, and you know, they they haven't had any sort of notes or anything as far as like changing up the content or whatever. Yeah, uh, we even did a video for the Kickstarter. Yeah, and they were just like, you know, do what you guys are gonna do. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> very lucky that we haven't had to deal with that. Um, is there anything that I would do differently? I don't think so i think we had a mission and yeah we're completing the mission yeah and you know there yeah. there's road bumps along the way and there's going to be things that don't go exactly the way you think and you know you're going to have to divert plans sometimes but you know the i, I so far it's worked out yeah. i think for us okay that's nice see and, and i appreciate that just because i mean i think that going self-publishing I think you're able to tell your story kind of like yeah, raw, uncut. Yeah, and you know we we we've seen this with the DC universe, right? In the movies, where a, <laughs> a director comes in and then Warner Brothers makes them change half the script, and they come up with some pretty bad movies. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking forward to the new one because now it looks like now they're going to build off of this new Batman movie. So, right. There is a possibility for it to get better, but uh, that's one thing I've always seen when you go with big companies. They want to move around. They want to tinker with stuff. And um, so, like, that's kind of why I, I, I like to ask that question, to, especially to people that self-publish, because um, I know I know it could be difficult. I know it could be hard. And I know sometimes you're not 100% sure if it'll pay off in the end, but you just have to believe in what you're what you're putting out there. Yep. And like, like, like I pre or like, well, I ordered the books from your website. So I ordered one, two and three. Yep. Um, so like, uh, I'm very excited to read them. Well, I did you. get a chance to read some of the stuff from kicks from the Kickstarters. Like I went through all the Kickstarters, <laughs> read all the little, uh, as much little, as I could, we you know, do a and, research. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading this book. Um, it's definitely a little bit different than some of the normal stuff out there. So yeah. this is why we kind of went into route where you know what I used to be huge into mainstream comics. I have maybe 800, 900 comics, right? But from once I started reading indie comics, it's just like indie comics, self-published comics. I started gravitating more towards that. So I I feel like myself, I'm more of an indie comic person now. And it's because of people like you guys with, you know, the stories you guys come out with. And I know you're definitely going to inspire some somebody out there. The next generation. Uh, like, yeah, you're definitely going to inspire the next generation. Like a kid will definitely pick it up, which maybe he should wait until he's a little <laughs> yeah, bit older, you know. <laughs> or some Boy Scouts might pick it up and, you know, it, it'll, it'll definitely inspire them to, uh, you know, pursue their dreams. So, like, I want to thank you guys. On behalf of the next generation and on those yeah. Boy Scouts that <laughs> are reading the, reading your comic, they're gonna have a great camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, before we end this episode, um, like uh, there is one question that Ernest likes to always ask, which is, um, we know that you guys are working on a whole bunch of things all at once, right? Or are you? You want to ask or you want me to ask it for you? Go ahead. No. Oh, okay, okay. Go okay. ahead. You started it. Because he, he kind of put his hand out there. But okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I, we know you guys are working on a whole bunch of things all at once. And, you know, you, you guys love doing all these different uh, ventures from, you know, the comic book, the uh, the skits, you know, the wrestling skits, uh, the YouTube stuff. Um, so what is one thing you guys would like to be known, you know, or what is one thing? that you guys would like to be remembered for the most? Like, would it be, you know, like being successful in this aspect, being successful in that aspect? And and I want you guys to dream big, not 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 right now, but like in, like what is the one thing that drives you? For, for me, it's putting smiles on faces. And, and like that, that's sort of like how I've done my pro wrestling career too, is very modest pro wrestling career. But, but literally like, you know, I think when you get into, you know, creative businesses or, you know, you're a performer of some sort or, or whatever, it's like, you're, you're giving a, a, a big piece of yourself and it's a little scary to like, you know, whether it's a comic book, whether it's performing, you're still, even if you black out as a performer, it's still <laughs> the you that you're putting out there. And like, for me, I'm a, I'm like a addicted to people laughing, people smiling, people, people having a good time. So that's what I would like. Like if I could write it on my tombstone, I would like it to say, here lies Tyler Elkins. He made a lot of people laugh and smile. And and that, that would be, that would be what I would like to be known for. I mean, I, and had $6 billion. <laughs> Similar <philosophy. Hey. laughs> um, I want, you to react i want mm-hmm. you to I, I, like i to me the worst thing that can happen is 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 an apathetic response to something i do um i i would i would rather you not like i'd rather <laughs> you be repulsed uh i want you to feel or think some kind of way about what i'm providing you yeah mm-hmm. um confusion <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah hilarity love any of it so i on my tombstone i want it to say here's dylan elkins 
also had six billion dollars. <laughs> made me feel things. Yeah. <laughs> made me feel things. <laughs> yep. Oh man. And like I definitely a big heads up to you to uh to Tyler. Um being I know wrestling is not easy. Uh we have a friend of ours, uh, his name is Christian. He has he has, he has a wrestling podcast. Uh he got us into indie wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. So we started going to a lot of indie shows here in uh, Chicago or around the Chicago area. Chicago's so, the for it too, man. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many good shows in Chicago. Yeah. And I know he travels. He's gone to shows in California, Texas, and all that. So he's really into that. Uh, yeah. So I really appreciate as well, like, the, the indie wrestling. Just because I – this might be an unpopular opinion, but this is my – my opinion, but I think indie wrestling is better than mainstream wrestling now. 100%. I just do not. I think the best wrestling was in the Attitude Era, and it just kind of fell fell off for me. Yeah. Well, I think you know we're in a we're in an interesting era where like the, you know everything is so you know Disney bought everything. Um, <laughs> you know all these big huge corporations just buy everything and then homogenize yeah. it, and nothing's like unique. Nothing is you know particularly. Um, excited, you know, it's, it's like it's all kind, it's all very safe. And I mm-hmm. think what you get at an indie show, what you get at like a a very intimate stand up comedy show, at a at a punk rock show or whatever music that you like, experiencing it live, but in a smaller venue, is like that interaction that you will you won't get when you're 65 rows up, you know, at Little Caesars Arena or uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> where do the Chicago Bulls play? Wrigley Field. the rosemont horizon Um, but like when when you go to you know like uh uh was it logan square uh auditorium or whatever like you you get to experience that that indie that indie show in a way that you're not going to be able to experience WWE. And I mean, AEW, I think does a very good job of trying to capture that, but you're still in a big, huge arena that you're not going to get that same type of experience. Now, obviously there's something to be said when you're in, you know, MetLife arena with 70,000 people, that's an experience too, but that intimate experience, that freedom that you get with independent creations in general, independent movies, independent wrestling, like it's just a different experience entirely. And I recommend that for everybody. Like that's what got me hooked on pro wrestling was going to, to shows with my dad. You know, my dad would look up and be like, Oh, Hey, you know, Boba Brazil jr. Is going to be wrestling the Freebirds in this high school gymnasium. And, you know, <laughs> they're both 65 years old when they're doing it, they're past their primes. But when I'm eight years old, I go there and, you know, the Freebird points at me and tells me that I suck. I'm like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> Bobo Brazil Jr. slaps my head out of the back of the ring. I'm into this. Like <laughs> walking the aisle and Sabu almost runs over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's his big story. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so Sabu almost ran you over once? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, it's a story I've always it was your been. fault. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't hold. I don't have a memory of this. I guess I wandered <laughs> out into the aisle way at a small show. Yeah. And he almost, almost steamrolled me. Yeah. He bolted <laughs> to the for some reason. And Dylan was sprinting through the aisle way. <laughs> got over the guardrail or what. And so Sabu almost steamrolled him. But then you got to meet Sabu later. In I life. did. Yeah. I, oh, I nice. He, he remembers that, but. <laughs> <laughs> He was five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got a chance. Well, I got a chance to meet Sab- Sabu once. Uh, once again, I went with my friend Christian, and uh, he's he has some lucky meets a whole bunch of wrestlers. I don't know how he gets that lucky, but yeah. Yeah, he. One time we went to C2E2, which is a big convention here in yep. Chicago, and uh, we were walking around, and some lady just closed up to him. He was wearing a wrestling mask. And, and somebody comes up to him. She's like, "Oh, I have these two tickets to meet all the wrestlers from Lucha Underground and the AEW and all those people that were here." Like me and my son can't go. We have, you know, we have to leave. So we're gonna give them to you. And you know, my my, my friend's like, "Oh, well, yeah, you know, like thank you so much. Like, how much do you want for them? Because I know these are probably expensive." She's like, "No, no, no, no. I just want them to go to somebody that will enjoy them." 
Oh, she just wow. like, and she and she leaves, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> what luck!" You know, I've been going to these conventions, and I get nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man!" But yeah, so uh, once again, thank you guys so much for being on uh, the podcast. So, where can people find you so that we guys could plug in your social media? Three Wise Men Media. If you Google it, T H R E E Y apostrophe S. M-E-N, media, M-E-D-I-A. Uh, if you Google that, you'll get our website. I mean, you'll actually, you'll probably get our YouTube channel first because yeah. that gets more traffic than the website. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where you'll get, the, that's where you'll get media. all the in, in, information. Yeah, social media. Um, but yeah, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody, uh, so Motor City Mo 1, 2, and 3 are available to be Correct. purchased on the website. So yep, that way everybody goes and buys one. Yep. One, two, three are available uh, on the website. And I think they're, they're going to be uploaded at some point. Uh, we'll get more information on that. But four at Nine Planets Comics and Collectibles. Yep. And you can also Ooh. get an advanced copy of four, uh, very limited edition, um, at Nine Planet Comics and Collectibles, if you if you happen to be in Michigan. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. But everybody else, you have to wait for April 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you guys so much. Um, And yeah, all right, guys. uh, Signing up. Until next time, everybody. Until next time. It was a blast. Thanks for having us. All right. (laughs)